0: I know you're going to look at that and think, Pastor, isn't that 2019? But it has to do with where God wants to take us today. Psalm 27, verse 4, and again, if, if you're physically able to, if we can all stand for the reading of God's word today. Psalm 27, verse 4, the Bible says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Let's read two more verses. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. The Bible says, but without faith, somebody shout faith. faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him or to please God is who that's referring to. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I want to read one more scripture today in Matthew 13, verse 44. The gospel of Matthew, verse, chapter 13, verse 44. The Bible says, again. The kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure, treasure hid in a field, serving God. That's what it's like making heaven our home. That's what it's like. It's like a treasure hidden in a field. The which, when a man hath found, he hideth and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. Amen. And I feel to preach a few moments on this subject, never stop exploring. Never stop exploring. If we can just pray and ask the Lord to put in us a heart to explore him today. Amen. Can we pray that prayer together? Lord Jesus, we come before you right now. Lord God, we know that you have great things in store for those who will search you out who will get to know you, who will find you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would place in every one of us the heart to explore you, to see how deep, how vast, how broad, how amazing you are. Lord God, I ask you to move in this place and minister into this place. And Lord God, let us sit on a journey to walk with you, Lord God, into the realm of the unknown by us, but very known by you, that we may live in victory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Let's one more time clap our hands to Jesus and give him praise. Can we give Jesus a round of applause this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus, I praise you. I honor you. I worship you, God, today. Be honored in this place, Lord, we pray. Hallelujah, Jesus, we bless your great name. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. God wants to do something so incredible among us here today. Amen. The word I feel is going to mess us up a little bit, and uh, that's okay. You know, usually great things happen when God messes up our norms, and uh, he likes to keep us uh, uncomfortable in our flesh today. But never stop Exploring. Sometimes the greatest views, the greatest experiences, and the greatest victories require you to explore. To explore. This this is on my bucket list. In my older age, I, I used to be a ball, you know, just all about basketball, and I still am, but my knees aren't as much as I like to be. You know, I'm about it, but my knees aren't about it. And so, uh, you, know, I, you know, I remember back in 2010, I can't believe that's 10 years ago, had an ACL tear in a basketball tournament and um, had surgery and so on and had all this rehab, months of rehab. And I'm thinking, I'm going out of my mind. I can't play ball. You know, I, I can hardly do anything. And I'm like, I'm asking, I'm asking while I'm going through physical therapy, I'm like, well, what in the world can I do? And I was like, can I hike? I was like, yeah, you could hike, you know. You're just basically walking, you know, up elevation. I was like, all right, great, I'm going to hike. I'm going to start hiking. And so I started hiking that year. I was like, man, I never saw myself as the hiking type. But, you know, there's so much of God's scenery that's so beautiful and so I started hiking, and this this place here is on my bucket list. I'm, I'm gonna one day. I'm gonna get a picture of me at this place right here. This is called the Wave in in on the Arizona Utah border, and it's I, I believe it's a three mile hike from the road to get there. And so it, it takes a little bit of work, a little effort, and so on. And obviously that part of the country is is pretty hot and, and desert and so on. But one of these days, bless God, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. And so I, I've. I've hiked different places. I've hiked in Arches National Park. I've hiked in Grand Canyon. I've hiked in Acadia National Park in Maine, and I've stood in. I've hiked in White National, White Mountain National Park, and stood on mountains and seen great vistas. And 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 you know the hike is grueling, and and you don't know where you're going, and you're like sometimes you wonder where is this path taking me, and then you get to the pinnacle, you get to the end, you get to the desired destination, and you realize that some experiences are only found when you explore. When you go deeper, when you go further. You know, everyone at the bi- base of the mountain or the base of the trail, you know, everyone's kind of uh, 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 just hanging around and you see all kinds of people hanging around and, 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 and you know, that's, that's they call that base camp. That's, that's where people are first starting out and not everybody always makes it to the desired destination. But those who explore... Get to see the greatest views, get to have the greatest experience, get to partake of the greatest victories that God has to offer. The opening scriptures that we read portray the picture of adventure, words such as seeking, searching, finding, diligence, rewarder, etc., all speak of an invitation and an expectation from God that we, as his children, will explore him. Explore him. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. If we can get that on the screen, if, if possible. Romans 11.33 Amen. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. John said, in, in, Jesus said in John 5, 39, Search ye the scriptures, for in them ye think that ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Jesus wants you and I to explore him. Jesus wants you and I to search him out, to see and to know him and to trust him. Jesus wants you and I to venture out from the safety of common mundane, ordinary, same thing, different day kind of living into the depths and majesty of his glory and power and love. Jesus wants us to search him out. Jesus wants you and I to venture beyond the fence that divides the world from the church and explore the vastness of his presence. You see, what Jesus wants to do is to lose. He wants you and I to lose our fascination with the things of this world. He wants us to lose our curiosity for the things Of this world. There's an invisible fence if you will. There's a fence of the heart. Between God's plan. And the ways of this world. And some people live their whole lives. Playing at the fence. And God's saying I've got so much more for you. I've got so much for you to explore. I've got so much for you to discover. If you'll just trust me. And go on an exploration. I'll show you things you've never dreamed of. In He wants you to venture out. He wants me to venture out. You see, what what the Lord wants us to do is to look unto him. The Bible calls that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And the truth of the matter is, is when we are so consumed with seeking Jesus and loving Jesus and walking with Jesus, we're not worried about what the world is doing anymore. We're not worried about the culture of this world anymore. We're not worried about the ways of this world anymore. We're so consumed and enamored with our King. We're so amazed and blinded by his glory and light and love that we become disinterested with the things of this world. You see, when you're consumed with Jesus, you're not worried about the fence. When you're consumed with Jesus, you're not worried about the the fence. You're not worried about what you think you're missing out on because you realize what Jesus has for you is so much greater than what you left in the world behind you. You see, when you're in the world, you see something like what I'm saying right now. Hey man, your flesh is trying to tell you, yeah, right. That's not true. Satan's trying to say, yeah, right, that's not true. You can't mean to tell me that serving God is better than the club. You can't mean to tell me that serving God is better than getting high on drugs and drinking up and and doing all kinds of crazy nonsense. You can't mean to tell me. Are you kidding me? There's nothing like seeing blind eyes open. There's nothing like seeing the dead raised. There's nothing like seeing lives transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. There is no comparison. Jesus has taken me on journeys in my life that I never dreamed of. This month, March fifteenth, nineteen 1995, 25 years ago, I was a freshman in high school, and Jesus filled this cold-hearted, angry young man with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus has allowed this young man to to see things and experience things that I never dreamed of. And he's not a respective person, He's not a respecter of persons. What does that mean? That means anybody can go after God. Anybody can get an anointing on their life. Anybody can live from, my God have mercy. Anybody can live from breakthrough to breakthrough. God can do miracles in you and he can do miracles through you, but you've got to explore. Come on. If you're tired of being bored at church, get to exploring God. If you're tired about being bored, get to exploring God. And watch what he will do. Come on. I've seen people get the Holy Ghost in dorm rooms. I've seen people get the Holy Ghost in restaurants. I've seen people get the Holy Ghost or heard about them getting the Holy Ghost in their own bathtub. We've baptized people in their homes. Amen. Well, I've seen people get baptized in fountains in the city square. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen people who could not walk, walk by the power of Jesus Christ. I've, I've seen people, amen. There's a brother from another church, amen. And I've seen him walk. Some of you in this church, you know I'm talking about Brother Sam. I've seen him walk on that cane for years. I've seen his leg look sideways for years. And last year, winter fire. Last February at winter fire, Jesus miraculously healed him. Hallelujah. And he didn't grab that identity back. Uh, I hope he hears this. He may listen to our, our webcast. I hope he hears this today. Amen. He, he threw that cane. He left that cane. He says, that cane is not going home with me. I saw him before the beginning of winter fire this year, and I says, It's so good to see you without that cane. It's so good to see you without that cane. It wasn't a trick. It wasn't a gimmick. Jesus' power is real. That's what happens when we... Explore him. Lose your fascination with this world. Lose your fascination with this world. Lose your curiosity for the things of this world. What Jesus has ahead of you is so much greater than what he's inviting you and commanding you to leave behind. It's greater. It's greater. Listen. I don't know who's the next missionary in this church. I never dreamed I'd step foot on European soil. I never dreamed I'd step foot in soil in India. It's not just me. My wife and I are the only ones. God's going to use the capacities like that. Amen. I'm not asking all of you to go over here. Oh, look at where pastor's going. Look at what pastor's doing. God wants to do it through you. I never imagined. I've seen miracles. I've seen miracle signs and wonders. I'll never forget back in the Fiji Islands. I went there back in 2005 with Reverend Evil Eye Hernandez. Amen. There was a tribal thing. They worshiped all kinds of gods. They worshiped shark gods. And Amen. Church was bamboo stick with a metal reeling on the top. Those people had nothing, but they were so hungry for God. They had a village chief who was sick with cancer, amen, his daughter went to the local church in the village, amen, but he didn't go to the church because he didn't believe in Jesus Christ. She asked for the ministers to go over there and pray for him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he had a big old tumor in his stomach, amen, and when they began to pray for him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that tumor disappeared. The cancer was removed. You saw a stomach the size of a basketball go flat. That's what happens when you explore. That's what happens when you explore. It's not just for a select few. 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 Do you hear me, my sister? It's not just for a select few. Come on, give me five. Don't leave me hanging. It's not just for a select few. It's not just for a select few. Decide to explore God. Decide to explore God. Decide to explore prayer. Decide to explore his word. And watch what God will do. Amen. The Bible says to stir up the gift. Amen. What that means is when I stir up the power of the Holy Ghost through prayer, through worship. Amen. That's why we sing in this church. Amen. That's why we. you, you may feel like, man, we're, we're repeating this song ten times. We're trying to stir up the presence of the Lord. Because you never know what can happen. When we stir up the gift of God that is within us, amen, we worship long enough, miracles will start happening in this place. Uh, we start worshiping long enough, diseases, uh, amen, will start getting healed in this place. We start worshiping long enough, uh, hearts will be changed, uh, lies will be delivered, uh, addictions will be broken. If you believe it, clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody shout, I believe. I believe. I believe believe Jesus can do anything. I believe Jesus can do anything through anybody who's willing. But we got to explore. We got to explore. We got to explore. Jesus wants you and I to explore him. When mankind walks with God, he leads them on in exploration. Enoch walked with God, and he did not see death, for the Lord took him. He never died. He never breathed the last breath. The Lord just took him. God spoke to Moses in a burning bush, and he parted Red Seas. He fed and sustained Elijah with a widow's last meal and fed him by the mouths of ravens. He caused prison doors to be shaken and chains loose as Paul and Silas sang praises unto him. We serve a God today who loves to say, tell me what you think is impossible and watch me work. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. Okay. Prove God. He will work according to his word. There are no limitations upon God. Today. You see, the hallway of faith in Hebrews 11 testifies of those who dare, who dare to believe God and explore him. The Lord wants to take you and I on a journey. But we must be willing to explore. Never stop exploring. Never Stop exploring. You may have been in church 30, 40, 50 years, uh, and you think you know every nook and cranny about God. You think you know every nook and cranny about church. Never stop exploring, God. There's more. Never stop exploring. Never stop exploring, God. We must be willing to leave our comfort zone. That's the hardest part, is change. That's the hardest part. The closer you are to the initial change is the hardest part, but the further you go, the easier it gets. The further you go in God, the more exciting it gets. You know why some of you are frustrated? You're hanging at the fence. You know why some of you are struggling with doubt and fear and wondering, is this really all God says it is? Is this really all that preacher says it is? Because you're hanging at the fence. You're not exploring. You go back and forth, that little door. You're, you're by that little door. One side, you're in the world side of the fence. Another side, you're on the church side of the fence. Another side, you're on the world side of the fence. And you keep going back and forth, uh, but you need to let go of that fence uh, and go after God and begin To explore. Go deeper in prayer. Go deeper in worship. Study the Bible a little longer. Come on, go on an extended fast. Come on, reach after God. Praise him. Have a praise break in your own home. You see, we've got to leave what we know to follow after God. Genesis 12, 1 through 4, the Bible says, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless thee. You ought to just look at this verse and say, Lord, that's for me. Come on, somebody say, that's for me. I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Does anybody want to be a blessing? Come on, everybody wants to get blessed, but you got to be blessed to be a blessing. I dare to say those who are a blessing are more blessed than those who are just blessed. I'm going to say that again. I will dare to say that those who are blessed to be a blessing are more blessed than those who are just blessed. Why? Because I got to have more to be a blessing. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So look at your life and think about what you're doing. Are you doing more giving or receiving? It's more blessed to give. Time. Time. Resources, you see what God wants to teach us, sometimes we're so afraid to give because we're afraid of what we're going to lose. But if we will just keep on giving ourselves unto God, our time, our heart, our energy, our resources, he'll never leave us with an empty hand. Never stop exploring. I'm going to give my faith and explore and see what God will do. I'm going to give him myself in prayer and sacrifice, and I'm going to see what God will do. I'm going to stop playing it safe, and I'm going to explore, and I'm going to see what God will do. The Lord declares that he'll bless those that bless Abram, and that he will curse those who curse him, and that through him all the families of the earth will be blessed. So here God gives a promise to Abram. That is contingent upon Abram, which is his name before the Lord changed it to Abraham. God's promise is contingent upon Abram leaving what is familiar and what is comfortable to him. God's promise is contingent. It will not happen unless and until Abram leaves what is comfortable and familiar. That's that's where Satan tries to get us, right there. If he could intimidate us out of leaving our comfort zone, we never taste of the inheritance. God says, you got to leave. If I'm going to make your name great, you got to leave. If I'm going to bless you, you got to leave. If I'm going to him and make you a blessing, you've got to leave what you know. And go after me, the Lord says. The promise from God is contingent upon Abram, believing God enough to trust him. To trust that God's promise will come to pass. Come on. Ever feel like God gave you a word? Ever feel like God gave you a glimpse into a promise? If you ever feel like God gave you a glimpse into a destiny, that's God trying to entice you to trust him. That's God giving you a glimpse to say, I'm giving you a small window of the picture I have for you. Will you trust me? Will you explore? You got to leave. That's why Jesus doesn't follow us. He comes to us and says, follow me. I'm going to take you on an expedition. Come on, child of God. Let's explore together. I'm, I'm gonna, he, he went to Elijah. He went to the house of Elijah. Amen. Or Elisha, rather. And Elijah went over there. And he said, okay, I want you to come with me. Well, wait, wait, wait. I got to take care of this. I got to do this. I got I to take care of all these things before I follow you. And Elijah said, fine. If you want to stay? Go ahead and stay. But I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. And God wants you to go somewhere, but you got to leave now. Can I say this very kindly, church? Some of the most paralyzing words concerning the things of God is, I'm not ready. you want to cripple a destiny say i'm not ready god's patient but he won't always strive with man he says that in his word we got to get rid of i'm not ready he's coming by and says i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm i'm ready i've got purpose i'm ready i've got an inheritance for you i'm ready i've got blessing and breakthrough for you i'm ready but we say god i'm not ready god says i'm ready Let's go. What are you holding on to? Let's go on a journey. Let's go. You see, God's trying to show us his purpose today. God's trying to show us that if we will leave his comfort zone, our comfort zones, that he will lead us into an inheritance. And so here God is. He initiates Abraham, amen, by saying, amen, Abraham, I need you to leave your comfort zone. I need you to leave your country. I need you to leave your family. I need you to leave your father's house. He, all those things represented things that were close to him. All those things represented things that were his comfort zone. And you may not physically have to leave your country. You may not physically have to leave your family. You may not physically have to leave your father's house. But spiritually, our attachments to things in this life and our attachments to relationships and cultures and mindsets in this life, Jesus says, come, leave. Leave it. He follows the command to leave with a promise. If you do, Abraham, I will bless you. If you leave what you know, Abraham, I will make your name great. If you leave, Abraham, I'm going to bring you to a land of inheritance that flows with milk and honey. Getting ready to close here. What we got to understand about Abraham is this. Abraham came from a family of idol worshipers. His dad didn't serve God. His siblings didn't serve God. His grandfather didn't serve God. As a matter of fact, the last person in his family that served God was 10 generations prior. His family didn't serve God. And so God comes up to him and says, I want you to leave. I've got something for you. I've got an inheritance for you. We can go from no inheritance to a great one when we start exploring God. And so God gives Abraham the promise, if you leave, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to curse those who curse you. You talk about favor. When you follow God, when people try to curse you, God will curse them. God will curse them. God will curse them. them. He's still doing it to this day. That's why our relationship as a nation with Israel is so important because it's in alignment with God's promise. Amen. And so why why people in leadership have such a debate on whether or not they're going to follow or unite and align with Israel is God's promise. That goes way back to Genesis to Abraham. You look at it. You look around the world. You watch who's blessed, who's cursed. It has everything to do with their relation to the things of God. He said, I'm going to bless those who bless you because you follow me. I'm going to curse those who curse you because you follow me. I'm going to make your name great. In the earth and through you Abraham all the nations of the world will be blessed wow wow you mean if I explore God you mean if I follow after you and walk in your ways if I walk according to your commandments that's your promise There's a there's stages in this thing. Okay. I didn't grow up rich. I didn't grow up with money. We're just an average family. I won't say we were dirt poor, but we weren't we didn't have a bunch of stuff. I mean, I ate spam sandwiches for lunch every day, ramen noodles every day. You know? I I we didn't have nothing. My, I, I got pay less shoes growing up. I didn't get my first pair of Nikes till I was in sixth grade. I begged my grandfather to give me some Nike airs. I was tired of getting those red wings, shoes falling apart. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? That's how I grew up. I didn't have name brand anything. I sometimes look, you know, the Bible talks about rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with them that weep. As you walk in God and God begins to bless you see people's reactions sometimes people rejoice with you and some people envy you they talk bad about you and you pick up on it oh look at them oh look at pastor you have no idea don't you look at me don't you have no idea you don't know where I came from you don't know what God's done in my life there's a progression in this thing God begins blessing you. you begin to start finally living as people of inheritance and people don't get the whole journey. they don't know where you started from. They don't they don't know the tears you cried. they don't know the heartbreak you had. they don't they don't know when you thought you were going to lose it all. they don't know they don't know those things. But they see the blessing the faithfulness of God. God wants to make us people of inheritance. When we stand on our feet today, here's what we got to understand. More than anything I've ever had, anything I've ever been able to do. Apostle Paul said, I've, I've had plenty. I know how to rejoice in having plenty. I know how to be content while I have much. I know how to be content while I have nothing. I've had both. And I don't mean just nothing a long time ago. There's been times where I've had nothing recently. Or in this stage or season of life. He so said, I learned I'd be content. What I've learned is this, regardless of what I have, the greatest treasure, the greatest reward, whether I have little or much, is Jesus. I want him. You know, I can't say I've been all over the world, but I've, I've traveled quite a bit across this world. And you see that life, quality of life is based on what people yield to God and so God's inviting you and I on an adventure today the greatest reward is Jesus I've had things I've lost things I've had friends I've lost friends I've had relationships that I never thought you know would turn out the way that they would but they did You know, but you know who's been faithful all along. Jesus. He said, He said to Abraham, fear not, for I'm your shield, I'm your protection, and I'm your exceeding great reward. Today, God wants to set us on an expedition. God wants to pique our curiosity of him. There's an old song that says, when you tried everything and everything else has failed, try Jesus. It's really not a biblical basis for that song. It's traditional, but it's not biblical. And that song speaks of a mindset that says, all right, let me try everything there is to try in the world. Let me try the drugs. Let me try the sex. Let me try the highs. Let me try the adventures. Let me try all the things. Let me, let me see how much money I can gamble. Let me, see, let me see all the thrills and live life on the edge. And it never satisfies. It always comes up empty. It always sells you false hopes and dreams you see Jesus wants to turn that mindset on its head and say okay instead of you exploring the world why don't you explore me why don't you explore my presence I'm telling you I'm telling you I can say this like, like I don't have to convince myself hands down no question not a shadow of a doubt my great I've seen a lot of stuff I've done some cool stuff in my but hands down the most amazing things that I've ever experienced in my life is in the presence of God is serving God I've met celebrities I've met professional athletes I got pictures with them I got autographs I've seen I've done I've done some cool stuff I'm just saying because sometimes people envy all this stuff And it's nothing. It's nothing compared to the amazing moments I've had in a time of prayer with Jesus. The amazing times of prayer in an altar that I've had with Jesus. uh, Times that I've seen God do miracles, signs, and wonders in my life. Times that I've experienced depths of love that I did not know were even possible. I'll tell you what I long for. So I'll tell you what I yearned for. I'll tell you what I crave from day to day. It's not things. It's not stuff. It's not vacations. It's not places. It's not, it's not the next this or the next that. It's like, when's the next time I can connect with God in such a deep way that it leaves me marked forever. It changes my destiny forever. I'm telling you, when you get to exploring God, there's no limit to God's power. explore how do I do this let me make this practical okay I want to give us some tools to take home the coolest places coolest experiences and the physical require an adventure you got to explore the most amazing places in God if you're going to find them if you're going to live there you got to explore If you're bored in church, start exploring. If you're bored and, 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 you know, on Sunday mornings you're wrestling out whether or not you need to get here, don't get me wrong. I get tired, I get discouraged. Sometimes I don't feel like coming to church and I'm the pastor. It happens, you know, it's life. But I can't wait to get in his presence. I want to invite us to come down to this altar pray. I want us to give I want to give some practical things on a daily basis. I don't have time to finish this tonight or today. But Jesus wants to make your life exciting and don't get me wrong, there are some days that do seem ordinary. You don't slay giants every day. Red seas don't part every day. But if I stay in explore mode for God, there will come a day where a giant's standing before me, and because I've been exploring him and walking with him and getting to know him, he's going to empower me to say, I know that giant's talking smack to you. I know that giant in your life seems like it's real big and you can't overcome it. Watch what I do because you've been spending time in my presence. I'm going to anoint you and give you power and give you authority and victory over giants. And you'll watch the giants fall. Your enemies will be coming after you. Pharaoh's chariots, if you will, will be chasing after you and trying to intimidate you out of God's purpose. But when we explore God and spend time with him, Jesus will be like, hey, you've been faithful. Watch this. You've been spending time with me in prayer and obeying my word. Watch this! And you're like, whoa! I mean, you can't tell me that the children of Israel at the Red Sea were like, whoa. That's my error, y'all. Y'all forgive me, okay? God will do some stuff that will make you like, whoa. I can't believe that. But it's for those who explore. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to repent of our sins today. And here's why we're going to repent. We're going to repent from being disinterested in God. We're going to repent of underestimating just how powerful, how great, how grand, and how mighty he is. We're going to repent of not believing there's I mean God created this how cool is this I can't wait I can't wait one day by the grace of God I'm going to take a picture here at least I hope to So this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance. We're going to ask the Lord to forgive us. Can we begin to do that right now? Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all the times i put you in the back burner. Forgive me for all the times I didn't believe.